Bethany. Welcome back, listeners, this week. I'm so excited for you to join us. So for the month of October and November on Tuesdays, you'll be getting to hear bonus episodes. Each week there will be a different topic of Psalms from the Bible. Some weeks it will be just me. Other weeks I will get to have a guest on the show, and then you will get to hear from their perspective and them expressing their heart and what it means to them and how they apply it into their life. And then we'll have some obviously open discussions about just everyday situations. So be sure to tune in and subscribe. Hit that notification button so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Hey guys, it's Bethany here and we are starting our first episode of Psalms of Fall and I'm hanging out with Jennifer. Hey! So super excited, a little nervous, but we're going to get through it. Uh, If you hear kids in the background screaming, it's okay, we're hiding out from them. Or dogs barking. Yeah, or dogs barking. Um, So this is our first, my first episode, super excited. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Uh, Jen's going to tell us a little bit about herself and the scripture that she chose for this episode. Okay, so my name is Jennifer Shoemaker. I am married to uh, David Shoemaker, DJ, uh, also Beth's brother, so we are kind of sort of related. Uh, I have been doing ministry with Beth for a year now in Sisters Impacting Sisters. Uh, this last year uh, pretty much has been a step up in my walk with Christ. It's been an amazing journey. Love it so much. Uh, I do have three amazing children, Marcus, Penelope, and Gabriella. Or Gabby, uh, all ranging from 13, 8, and 7. Nice. So crazy. And we somehow ended up with two dogs. I don't know why. It's just life, though. So uh, I work at a daycare. I cook for a living. I love it. It's the best thing I have ever done in my life, uh, besides having children and finding God and all that stuff. But I love cooking. It's great. And I drive a bus in the afternoons, too. Do super, a little bit of everything. Super exciting. So all around children all day long. All right. So what verse did you pick for us for today? So you told me Psalms of Fall. So my go-to verse is Psalm 16.8. Uh, I keep my eyes always on the Lord, and with him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Awesome. And is that the NIV you chose? Yes. Awesome. Of uh, all right. And why did you choose that verse? Um, it was a Wednesday night. This was a low point on the scale of Jen's life. And I just went into the Bible study that we have at our church, out at the Low Country Church. Uh, pastor was preaching, I'm sure, an amazing message that I could not tell you anything about it. Sorry, Pastor. Um, and as I was sitting there, I said, Lord, I'm here tonight and I'm here for you and show me something and how to guide my life. I need an uplifting thing. So I mean, I was going through the Psalms and kind of glancing through here and there and I came across it and it hit me like a ton of bricks and from that point on that's how I've lived life is God is always on my right hand and you know in any situation I don't have to be shaken I don't have to be nervous or fearful I just I I have him he's right there right hand absolutely and I love how like you said that it was on a Wednesday night because that's how pastor got me and I think the Wednesday night services are so much more intimate than the Sundays. Not that the Sundays are not great, but I just something about the intimate setting on a Wednesday. Definitely agree. I have a lot, a lot of the people that I got connected with in church was just on a Wednesday night. Um, it wasn't so much the Sundays or the meet and greets. It was the Wednesday nights coming, the hardcore people, the heavy hitters, and those are the ones that got me started. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. And in the scripture, it says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. All Obviously, as human beings, we get attacked by the enemy. And my first question is going to be, how do you apply this verse into your daily life? 
Uh, some days are good, so you feel like you don't need him as much, uh, but it's still a reminder in the back of my head that he's right there. Um, and then the days that I do struggle, that it becomes really super hard that I can lean, I can dig into the word, I can do our Bible study, I can reach out to my spiritual accountability partners that are there, and God has put all of that in place. And it's like sometimes I have to stop myself and remind me that, you know, in your walk you're going to have those enemy attacks, but you have to learn to lean to the right and lean into God. And that's that's been a reminder every day to do that. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned accountability partners. Uh, I've talked about that previously on my episodes and how important that is. On a scale of 1 to 10, how important would you say an accountability partner is? Uh, I would go with an 8. What's your reason for that? Uh, Sometimes the accountability partners, it upsets me when they don't say what I want to hear. (laughs) I know it's the good stuff. So that's where they lose a few points. But at the same time, you know... I have had moments where ladies in our ministry um, have reached out to me in my struggles. Uh, We had the freeze this last, what, February? Yeah. Uh, I lost power. I lost water. I lost everything. And I had to bounce home to home. And I had a sister open her home. And it was a chance to get to know her better. At the same time, you know, I was still able to stay connected. And she said a lot of the time, you know, hey, God's got you. God's got you guys. And I was like, I just don't know in this moment. <laughs> and, you know, I, I struggled. I struggled with homelessness years ago, uh, about eight years ago. I struggled with that. And so, you know, to have her open the, her home and say, you know, you still have a home. Yeah. You still have all this stuff. That is coming from another sister knowing my story and everything. It was wonderful to have that. And it's a spiritual accountability partner is there for the moments that you're low they can pick you up and put you back and say, hey, you're still good. You're still a daughter of the king. You're still amazing. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times uh, as moms, wives, you know, people who work full time, I think we need that encouragement. I think God aligns our accountability partners uh, specifically for us. And I think he brings some in and out of our lives so that depending on the season that we're going through, he's going to use a specific person as a vessel of his word. And I love that about him. I agree. (laughs) All right, so just real quick, going to change the subject real quick. Uh, I'm going to ask you, who is your favorite woman in the Bible, and tell us why. So uh, the story that I like most uh, is the woman at the well. So she doesn't really have a name. The thing that sticks out to me most is I've heard it several different times different ways, but it's the fact that she is outcasted by all the other women, and they all go during a certain time of day, and so she's basically not enough right. is what she feels like and so many times in my life I felt like I'm not enough I can't I can't be the right person for whoever it is and here she's going to the well to get water and you know Jesus is there and she doesn't realize that hits him and yet he's impacting her life and to me that was like the same thing like I'm not enough but yet when I met Jesus man it was a hard impact and then it just like her she wanted to go tell everybody in the town I yep. did the same thing let me tell you about my Jesus <laughs> And I think too, like it took her so uh, like a shock because he met her there and it was an intimate setting yes. and like he knew uh, that she had previously five husbands and the guy that she was with was technically not her husband at the time. Right. But then I can just visualize reading back into that story, her running into town like the crazy Jesus lady, like how we are when we're yes. like, let me tell you about Jesus. Like right. I, I could just see her being that 
that woman, and I think it's great. I love how God sometimes meets us in those intimate settings, in those intimate encounters. And shows us how much he loves us. Absolutely. And he He talks to us directly. And it, a lot of times he tells us things that we don't want to hear, but it's things that we need to hear. Um, I So I know you're an avid reader. Are you eating, reading anything specific right now? Uh, so besides our Bible study book, which is You Are the Girl for the Job by Jess Conley, a great author, great evangelist. She is... This Bible study that we're going through is changing the women's lives in our study. Um, I also started a new one that just came out. It's called Crazy Faith by Michael Todd. Yes. Great pastor of uh, Transformation Church. Church. And he's got a podcast out, and that's powerful. Absolutely. Crazy Faith. It isn't crazy until it happens, and I never thought of it that way. And it was like, that would be one of those, (laughs) let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Uh, but yeah, those are two of the books that I'm reading right now. And is, has there been a book that you specifically read other than the Bible, obviously that really changed your life? Like maybe opened your eyes. Uh, I don't know if it was like a specific book. Um, it, I like Annie F. Downs. Her stuff that comes out is so hard hitting. Um, another one I've read is, it's called Eat Cake, Be Brave. It's by <laughs> Melissa Radke. She is hilarious. I've seen her at a women's, no, not women's. It's a Girls Night Out by KSBJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I've seen her there, and she was hilarious, but her book was really kind of eye-opening, like how brave she has to be in her moments, and I thought, I could be that mom. I could still be fun and still Absolutely. do everything. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's one I've read in the past. Um, as far as not spiritual books, non or uh, fiction wise, I like uh, Debbie McComer and her stories. She's got a lot of Christian uh, fiction stories. I know she's got all of her um, Cedar Cove series and stuff like that. But her Christian fiction is really good too, and that helped me in my moments that. I'm living in a situation that I don't want to be in, but I'm at the point I can't change it, Mm -hmm. that that helped me step out. I think that I tell my kids all the time, that was when I became an avid reader was when the stories themselves could take me out of the situation I was in. There's nothing I can do in the moment, but reading a book and putting myself in the situation in the book and that setting helped keep me sane. Absolutely. And I think too, like, um, like, kind of like when we're doing studies or we're listening to podcasts or listening to sermons, I think a lot of times God speaks to us through those things. And just like you with your the book, like how you were in that specific season, and then you read this book, and then you were able to apply the things that you learned through the book. That's kind of how the Bible is for us. Like, yes. it's our instruction manual to life that any emotion, any act, anything that we're going through, we can find the answers in the words. But also, sometimes we just... Maybe we feel alone, we feel distant, and we don't know where to look. But that's when those, again, those accountability partners come into play. Um, And, I mean, for me, Jen is one of my accountability partners that we kind of bounce off, uh, you know, bounce off. And it's weird that sometimes I'll send her something and answer my own question. And it's kind of like, I don't need a response. I kind of answered my own question. I just love that uh, about our relationship. So if you don't have an accountability partner, definitely encourage you to be praying on that. God will definitely come through for you. Um, so it's a question you've probably have been asked before, but where do you see yourself in five years? Like with your relationships, with work, with ministry? Um, so I'll still be married. (laughs) Hopefully (laughs) he's supposed to die. He says he's going to die first. I'm hoping no, not in five years, not in five years. (laughs) Right. Uh, so five years I will have an 18 year old, uh, 
probably graduating high school. Um, I'll have, see, five years would make Penelope would be 12 in middle school. And Gabby, if she's not in the principal's office, <laughs> she should be in, like, oh, man, what grade? Sixth grade? Mm -hmm. She would be in she'll middle be school, in middle too. School so, too. yeah, hopefully yep. not. No, uh, but five years, I will still be in the same house because we just bought a house. Yay. So that's super amazing. Uh, that was a God blessing. Absolutely. And a story for another day. <laughs> um, but I sometimes I don't think five years. I try to think to next year. Yeah. And a lot of the times I find myself living in the moment. Um, I could see myself in Sisters Impacting Sisters in five years, not running it. <laughs> so please take that We hint. always joke about that. I'm like, all right, I think it's time to hand the yeah, baton over. <laughs> definitely, definitely don't want to completely take the whole thing over. Um, I hope that the relationships that I have now and I've developed now in our church and in our ministry, I hope I can see those grow Absolutely. deeper with Christ. I agree with that. So. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing to be able to not only still be at the daycare. Yeah. Can't forget that. I love how we've just became family and it was kind of like we had our relationship through Christ, but then God connected us together and it just flows. I didn't have to try to love my sister-in-law. Right. It kind of just happened and my brother loved her after me. So technically, I mean, I loved you first. So I think you loved Gabby first though. Okay. That that's a possibility. Yeah. It was the Moses story of the burning bush and taking off your shoes in children's church that you became <laughs> a totally different Aunt Beth. Yeah. I don't like to wear shoes. If you ever get to uh, hear me speak in, in person, you will see that I have no shoes on. I refuse. They're just overrated. All right. So now that we've gotten into some questions, what is a second go-to verse that you think you would um, cling to? That you would cling to? The second one, probably, I know it's a well-known verse but Isaiah 41 10 yeah. uh, and it says let me flip here fans blowing my pages <laughs> so do not fear for I am with you do not be dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand and being on like him being at my right hand with Psalms you know I turn around and Isaiah saying that do not fear I have a lot of fears I am working through a lot of them uh, fear of not necessarily being married, but in that kind of relationship, like I'm, I love my husband to death and he is good at dealing with me to say the least, but he, uh, he came into a broken situation and he's really stuck with it. And my fear is, is okay, what if I tell him that one thing, will it be bad enough that he leaves? But being married now, whole different ball game. Like, mm -hmm. you're stuck with me forever and ever. So yeah. there's not really anything <laughs> that could make it be broken. Uh, fear of my kids. Like, them growing up or change their minds or what they want to do. Like, am I going to be the right mom in that yeah. situation? And I have to, that's another, you know, you have to lean on God. Yeah, I think a lot of us moms can relate to that, though. It's We try so hard to steer, steer our children in the direction of the light. But once they become teenagers, it's a little bit harder and you have to you know, hunker down a little bit more and pray a lot harder just because of where we're at in the world with social media standards and, you know, girls have to look a certain way and act a certain way and guys have to be the, you know, the popular, good-looking guys. And it's so tough. That's where having, I know you just have Jaden, but having both Marcus right. being a boy and then I have both of my girls, it's like, you know, I don't talk 
necessarily body image with them. And right. if they do say something, then I say, well, if God wanted me to be itty bitty skinny or perfect or whatever, then that's how he would have made, but he made me to be a mom. Right. And so I'm perfect in the sense that I'm a mom and I have the body of a mom. Mm -hmm. I have carried three children. I have birthed three children. I am not meant to look 20. <laughs> I am meant to look however old I look at that moment because it depends depending on your outfit you know you right. can age range there I am completely content with looking homeless now <laughs> like I'm okay with looking homeless like now that I have a job yeah know, like I know I five days a week I'm wearing a hat and then I've got you know rocking horse shirts that I'm wearing and I've got all kinds of you know, jeans mostly jeans is what I'm wearing but that's five days a week. And then the other two, it's like, Saturday, do I really want to brush my hair? <laughs> Is it a cis Saturday that I need to wear uh, an appropriate outfit? Am I teaching and I need to yeah. look nice? And yeah. Sundays, I do brush my hair on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> we do get to that point. <laughs> yeah. There's like a couple, like at least one Sunday here and there that we're like, we usually have like our flowery, nice, very casual. Yeah, very <laughs> casual. Yeah, and I still don't have <laughs> shoes on. Or she's, and she's got tennis shoes on. I, I just love it. No, I wear tennis shoes yeah. all the time. I'm not really a big fancy dress, yeah. dress shoes person. Yeah, I feel so. My my idea of dress <laughs> shoes is brand new out of the box. <laughs> and they make it probably a day or two of wearing when the kids step on them or the dogs step on them and then I'm like well there's the footprint and we're done that was yep. it that's it that's it all right so if you could give any advice to a new believer because this whole podcast uh, uh, series that I'm on is starting from scratch you know um, people just starting their walk with Christ what advice would you give to a new believer first find yourself an accountability partner that would be the first thing that you need to do. The other thing is, is this book, the, the Bible, is 100% your manual for life. Mm -hmm. Everything that you're going through is going to be in this book. So if you don't have one, get one. You can go to most, any churches will give you a free one. Um, if you can't find one there, go, I mean, they're not too expensive. You can find them at Goodwill. You can find them at thrift stores. I have found different versions yeah. everywhere. Um, King James is hard. So unless you're <laughs> a English scholar, it's difficult to get King James. So yeah. I have NIV. Um, I know that you have mentioned on your podcast, uh, we use the message and yes. sis. I've used the Passion Translation, the Amplified, the Christian Standard Bible. I mean, there's... Oh, was it NL NLT? Did NLT, you? New yeah. Living Translation. Yeah. That one too. So find a Bible and find a, a spiritual accountability partner and stick with those. Uh, yeah, I think those that's a great advice just because you need that person to kind of push you because when you become a believer, you're on fire. Like, you want to serve God. You want to do all these things. You want to be His hands and feet. But eventually, that worldly desire starts creeping back in and instead of falling into your old ways, that's where your accountability partner comes and, like, kind of holds your hand and says, you know, let's get back on the horse. Let's let's continue to do what we need to do. Right. Uh, and I, and I, I love that about our God, how he provides for us and he provides through other people. Right. And I say, like, a lot of people would probably tell you find a home church. Home yeah. churches are hard. you got to find what's right for you. I mean, I could tell you I've been to several different. I started out Catholic. In the beginning, I've been to Catholic churches None of them really hit home. None of them really understood. I went to Baptist churches, 
and I went to one for a while and it just wasn't clicking and when I hit the little country church I mean the people there are welcoming they were it was like family and I was like home yeah. now you know that some places just aren't for you just keep going until you find what is right for you but as long as you have your book you're good I agree with that, too, because for me, too, we hopped around churches. And the biggest thing, too, for me, because I had Jaden, was finding a church that she liked the, the children's ministry in. And we went to three other churches before we came to the little country church. And it was the teachers that I remember that night that she came home. And when it was a Wednesday night that we went home and she was so excited to talk about what she learned in class where before she couldn't remember anything she taught. And I love that about our teachers there. I love that about just the entire atmosphere of our church. And there's no judgment where, you know, in our church, we can wear no shoes and still loved, you know, we yeah. cannot brush our hair and we're still and that loved. That was a big thing with my girls when they came home. Yeah. They, I mean, they, a lot of the teachers, Miss Angela is the sweetest. So mm-hmm. she was the loving teacher and you could tell by the way when she taught how the girls would come home and then you could tell by when you were teaching and they came home not that it was like a bigger better lesson from either or but it was the way that you acted Gabby is a parrot so however you act to Gabby or teach Gabby is how she regurgitates that wherever in the world she is so you know listening to KSBJ She's listening to those songs. Well, when she's in her quiet own world, she's singing those Mm -hmm. songs that she's hearing. Same way when she listens to our singers at church, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's Cindy or Tony, those are who she's hearing. She sings them later. And so when you're teaching, it's the way you're teaching. Just like you and I, when we teach our women, they can tell when you're teaching and they can tell when I'm teaching. (laughs) There's usually tears involved when I'm teaching. Yes, there is. (laughs) Although you're getting better. Like, there's a lot that haven't been crying, so you're not... You're not hitting as hard. I guess I need to do better. No, I think it's because you got you got this <laughs> podcast that now they're secretly crying. Secretly not this crying. This episode, of course, they're uh, laughing hysterically. But you know, normally they would be like in tears in their own private. Driving world. down their freeway, I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I'm a new believer. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it. Uh, yeah, it just is what it is. I mean, whatever. I love talking about Jesus. I and, do think like. In our, our perspectives, even though you're the more serious, I do find the Bible and the stories very serious. Mm, absolutely. But at the same time, I think if you don't make them fun for those new believers that mm-hmm. we do have in our group, when I'm teaching, I'm like, I want to be serious. I want to have that serious word. Mm-hmm. And then he gives me a thing like I'm singing Happy Dance from <laughs> By Mercy Me in yeah. one of my lessons. And But that impacted the ladies that they mm-hmm. were, I don't know why, but they're going to remember that lesson yeah. that I taught. And <laughs> not any other serious lesson yeah. I try to teach. It always ends up that we're laughing and having a good time, but I think that's why God put us together is so yeah. they get a little bit of everything. I and agree. They still get a serious mm-hmm. message from me, but we're laughing while we're doing mm-hmm. it. And they're going to remember, oh, do you remember that time that, you know, she was singing Mercy Me's Happy Dance <laughs> or, you know, doing some of the craziest things that I've done teaching. All the demos that he brings to me are insane. I think it's so good, though, to see the the visual of what we're teaching. It make, brings it to life. It's able, kind of like, if we have, a, you know, a woman there that's kind of like Gabs, if she needs to have that visualization just to put it together, you know. I love that we're able to do that, and a lot of that is because we're moms and because we're crafty and because we're, you know. Uh, we whoa, can, scratch that one. You're crafty. <laughs> crafty is not happening. If you guys see her at football games, she has pretty cool signs. I'm just saying. 
That is so I can be seen. Well, I try to be seen from the field, not heard, but that doesn't always work out. Uh, it happens both ways. It happens both ways. I know this past uh, week I was like, she's not as loud as she normally is, but it's I okay. I was trying. I had the baby, my sister's, my nephew. He's chilling next to me, and every time my mom would yell, he would cry. So I'm like, oh. okay, I can't yell like too loud. So it was like, come on, guys. He was calming you down. Yeah. <laughs> I was more of the like jump up and cheer because you can see me. But it was good. It was yeah. good. I I love going to the games. I think sometimes watching you is more of the entertainment than the, I've heard the that kids before. on the field. <laughs> or like even Junior, like the last the game before last. Oh yeah, when he we was got like, kicked out. I think he was. I thought he was the coach at one point. I was like, <laughs> all right, okay, yeah. you know, like get down there, you know. Uh, but I love that we can sit here and we can laugh. But there is a time to be serious and. Um, I just want to reread our, your scripture one more time, if you don't mind rereading it back for us. Oh, you want me to read or, my arm? Or just say okay. it. Yeah, she has a yeah, tattooed on her arm. I do, because months after I found it, I was like, this has to stay with me forever. So it is on my right forearm, but it's, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And it's Psalm 16:8 in the NIV version. And so keeping your eyes fixed on him, can you, just to get a little bit personal for a moment, um, and you share what you want to share, but can you give an example of your life that you truly, you know, you were at your lowest and you really clung to this verse um, and then you were able to persevere through that situation. Uh, so I was in a relationship at the time, uh, was not the greatest, uh, more like what you'd call toxic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up homeless. It was a struggle trying to have a, we just had a baby and to get going and it was cheating involved. He manipulated me. Mm-hmm. He brainwashed everything that I thought was right. My morals, my values, everything. And about the point that he supposedly found Jesus and wanted to go and go to church and all this, we started going and it started to slowly creep in all of the scripture and the word and how God would make me feel. When I found that verse, I was at a point where it's I wanted it done, but I couldn't get out. I was so brainwashed that I couldn't live by myself. I couldn't be alone. I had children. I had three children. There was no making it in life. I didn't want to. I didn't want to continue, but I had kids, and so I had to keep going, and it was just heavy. Um, I found Psalm 68, and I started living life that way. God's at my right hand. I'm not going to be shaken. And the next day, I told him to get out. And then I said, I'm going to do this. And I started, uh, I don't know what I would do without my job. Uh, My boss is like my Texas dad. He did everything he could to help me. I mean, I worked hours. I had to get a car loan and, or a title loan. I had to pay it off. It was a struggle to get back up. I mean, he sucked everything out. But at every moment that I laid in bed at night and I thought, man, I just can't do tomorrow. Yeah. I'd wake up and he was there. Mm-hmm. And I see my kids, even Gabby. Gabby's my, I don't want to call her godchild, but Gabby has She has a god something. soul. She has a she soul does. for sure. And I looked at her and it was like, I can do this. Yeah. One more day. And then Marcus, so loving, so caring, so nurturing. 
and he kept me going. Yeah. And Penelope is my fun and my goofy one, <laughs> and it was like, okay, I can do another day. Yeah. And after weeks and months, and here I am, years later, I'm a whole different person. I agree. Whole different person. I see myself differently. I would, I would tell myself that I wasn't enough. If I was skinnier, he wouldn't cheat. If I was prettier or if I was blonder or if I was just different maybe he would love me but I don't need you to love me because God loves me Absolutely. and I tell that to our women all the time you are enough nobody else has to love you I, it doesn't matter if nobody in the world loves me God loves me and that's all I need and, you know, transforming, you know, looking at it, and I've talked about it um, with our ladies, is looking at ourselves in the mirror through God's lenses, seeing all of our fall, flaws, but yet He still loves us. We're still beautiful. We're still the jewels that He has made each of us to be in. You know, for me personally, to watch you, and I, I mean, even though we've been family for, what, two, three years? How long have y'all been married? Two years. Two years, but I know you probably, like, almost a year before that. I think it was like that. So in the last three years, I've just seen you grow tremendously and to step out of your comfort zones. And with us doing ministry together, you have tremendously stepped out of your comfort zone. The fear that we talked about earlier in Isaiah, like do not fear. I've seen you apply that to your life. I've seen you be able to, when I've asked you to teach or do these things, you're like, "Mm -mm, nope, not doing it. But then you end up doing it and God uses those moments. And I think it's great. And, And the fact that you did that, has overflowed into our ladies and now we have other ladies that are stepping out of their comfort zone because they saw me do it then they saw you do it and they're like man if she can do it with everything that they've been through I can do it I just yeah we have one lady that I started talking to her and in her situation it was like watching myself right 100% I was like man I know where you're at I know exactly where you're at I know how you feel I mean I can lay it out for you and she was just like, what do I do? And I was like, and now's the point you decide. Do you surrender it all mm-hmm. and you start living for God? Or do you continue down the path you're going down? And to see her surrender and dive in deep and make her changes and then watch her children make changes mm-hmm. is just, to me, that's what's worth it. Yeah. To have to deal with the fear of the connect, making connections with other human beings just kills me because I've been I've spent so much time I spent eight years that's how long it was of isolation Mm -hmm. to get out of the isolation and then I have to I'm in ministry with you and you're like oh hey you should be friends you should (laughs) talk to these people and you should say hi and you should greet I'm like no I don't want to to be doing those things and to to watch the the reward Mm -hmm. is so worth it to me if I was done today if today was my last day, I could say I lived for God. Absolutely. And I think, too, it goes back to the the quote of, like, when our cup is full, it will run over. And that's exactly what you did. You Your cup was full, and you flowed over into this lady, and then her cup got full, and she's just overflowed. And because it's going to go into her children, it's going to go into the community, it's going to go into the schools. Like, I'm believing it. I'm believing it's going to happen. And it all started by you, one person, mm-hmm making an you know a, a choice to reach out to somebody who was God connected you because you you two kind of shared the struggle that you went through and I think a lot of times that we go through struggles 
because he's preparing us not to just make us stronger but to be able to help somebody mm-hmm. and I just love how he, he does that for us like for me specifically what I'm going through I know eventually he's going to line me up with another woman to give her encouragement and give her hope because already he's done that for me and the same thing for you like when you were like oh I, I, I don't want to teach that's not for me I kind of did that for you you know I saw the potential in you and I'm so proud Super proud. Oh, not going to cry, but super proud. <laughs> super not proud. Not this next time. I think it, both the scriptures that you shared are huge. I think that we need to maybe take them and just kind of overlook them. And not just read through them, but I think really dig into them and pray over them. Because I'm sure someone listening right now is going through something. Is possibly in that situation, toxic relationship that you were in. Maybe it's um, a marriage. Maybe it's boyfriend, girlfriend. It could be a work environment that's toxic. Unfortunately, that, that happens, you know. But clinging to scripture and clinging to God's word, you can get out of those situations. You can transform the darkness into light. I truly believe that. Yeah, and I think into one scripture, like once you get that one that's got you hooked. Hooked, <laughs> yeah. Once you get that one that's got you hooked, I mean, then it's like, so mine in Psalm 68 actually shows up in Acts. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that until I started reading more and more. And then it was like, wait, that's my verse in yeah. Acts. And it's like my Bible references it. And I have other ones that reference it. And I can go back and forth. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's actually elsewhere. Yeah. And then Building 429 came out with a song. You know, I will not be shaken. It was yeah. like, oh my gosh. Like, it was one thing after another that all <laughs> lines up that it's like, this was how it was supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing yeah he constantly will show you those confirmations like you were in the path that I chose for you like it's great it's great to see that all right so just wrapping up real quick we do have a listener question um it's uh by yours truly your niece had this question for you what is your favorite thing to cook oh favorite thing that's hard please so probably lasagna yeah is it really yes (laughs) so Lasagna, like, I don't know. I So when I very first started, I got a recipe. Mm-hmm. And I did everything. Chopping the garlic, I'm chopping the onion. <laughs> That's so fancy. <laughs> so fancy. But I am not a fancy person. Nope. I mean, I'm very simple. And so it was like, after making it so many times over and over, there's only a few layers to it. Mm-hmm. But then my son loves it. Every time I, like, we have a meal train come out or somebody needs a meal for the night or we have family dinners, it's like, making lasagna? Yes, of course. And it's so simple. And just this last year, I had a revelation with it that I've been working on a lesson to teach the ladies at our (laughs) conference or our retreat coming up next year at our, like, two-year anniversary that we've been working on forever, but mm-hmm. I'm working on this lesson that involves lasagna and it just is going to work out. Now, I don't know about eating it. No, there will have to be a little slice for me in the back somewhere. The layers just work out. It's crazy. And I feel when I cook at home and I'm not rushed, when I actually am <laughs> cooking something, I enjoy cooking and baking. But when I'm doing that, that's my time with God. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like you, you say it's the bathtub. Absolutely. If you ever move, you got to take the whole bathtub with you. <laughs> I've heard other people say, you know, it's the restroom. It's my, I know one of our sisters has a war room. Like, yeah. being in the kitchen is my safe zone. Yeah. And I, I know, like, personally, too, you've said that at work as well. Like, being yes. at, in, at, in the kitchen at work is also your safe zone. Like, you're, 
you know, you listen to podcasts or whatever and you write notes and you know, you I do have sticky notes all over the backside of the fridge that or backside of my freezer, it if you're walking from the door you can't see it, but if you're walking from the back, very back of the kitchen forward, you would see there are there's one sticky note that is prayer request. Mm-hmm. I have several ladies that are on there. Um, there are comments and quotes and everything from podcasts that I hear, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna write that down. And I write it down. <laughs> The crappy thing is, is when I get home, I'm like, what did I write down? <laughs> you didn't take a picture of it <laughs> yeah. so you can get home. Yep, I probably do. So I can sticky note somewhere. I do have plain walls in my room. So maybe there could be a wall that's just like yeah. sticky notes. I agree. But then if I'm praying for my husband to not die that day, I might not want that on the wall. You can just flip it <laughs> flip it out. Flip, flip that one over, but it, it won't stick the other way. You can use a thumbtack. <laughs> like you need a pegboard. That Ooh, would be a, a good. Would be good. That yeah. would be a good idea. A little pegboard. Write that down. No, <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. And because uh, we're talking of in in the season of fall, what is your favorite thing to do for the fall? I am not a huge fall fan. Boo. I know. Not. It's not a secret. <laughs> I am a summer person, one hundred percent. But I, in this new house that I have, it's got a nice porch, mm-hmm. and currently we were. A little lazy and we left the table on the front porch okay. and actually our table doesn't fit in the area that we designated it blocks the Aww. back room so we took it outside and we sat on the porch and it sat there and now my favorite thing is to just sit on the porch yeah. and we're secluded enough that there's trees and quiet and somewhat sunlight so I'm gonna enjoy the evenings once the kids are like in the new house calm again right? we got routine going on i'll be able to sit out there and drink tea drink coffee yeah. and just be with god yeah and the weather will be nice for sure yes and i won't have to sweat and wish i was at the beach no, you can you're always, right. I'm you do can always anyway. wish you were, we're in texas beach. i'm gonna do that anyway <laughs> absolutely well i appreciate you spending some time with me today this has oh, been so well, much fun it has been fun it is definitely out of our norm because i was before we started i was like we're going to have to stop and we're going to start laughing. And so we had to take like a deep breath and I had to do this little funky dance. If you saw it, you'd think I was crazy, but, um, it's been great. Definitely like moving up. If you think about it, we started when we started sisters impact and sisters and we started the videos. I remember my first video being shot out to like the cafeteria Mm -hmm. and it was so nerve wracking. People were going to look at me. I don't know how these kids be doing TikToks in the middle of the row, flipping and doing this. I don't know how, they could do that because I was by myself on the church property and I couldn't shoot a video. I was so quiet. I had to talk. <laughs> and then here we are now a year later and it's like, oh, hey, we're going to one shot this and yep. then I'm just going to post it. And I hope I brush my hair in that moment. And I yeah. think I might have glasses glare going yeah. on. And now we're doing you. Well, you're doing podcasts. I get to be your first guest. But yes, podcasting. Super exciting. I'm excited to see where God takes it. And I'm sure you'll be back on. I'm sure you'll be like giving us your two cents or your whole dollar is what I say. I want the whole whole dollar. dollar. I don't want the two cents. I want the whole dollar. But all right. Well, stay tuned for next week's episode and um, check us out on Facebook and uh, you will be seeing the upcoming episodes and you can comment and see. Tell us how you like this one.